Welcome to the Powered by Age, Age-Friendly City Zoomcast, reality-style podcast. We are movers and shakers, shaking up the old notion of silent, helpless, invisible seniors. This is a new series of podcasts funded by the City of Vancouver and the 411 Senior Center Society. As PBA AFC ambassadors, we raise awareness, share our original stories and poems, inform, advocate, and involve seniors in discussing important social issues. In short, these podcasts will help us, you, in creating an age-friendly city for Vancouver today, tomorrow the world. You can hear us everywhere podcasts are heard. Hello and welcome to Powered by Age, Age-Friendly City Podcast. I'm your host, Charlotte Sister C. Farrell. This is a senior-led podcast that pivoted from face-to-face meetings at the 411 Senior Center in Vancouver to the virtual world of Zoom. Uh, this is an ever-evolving podcast creation meeting, and today we have Cynthia Sharp as our guest and she'll be facilitating an engaging experience on intentionality and creativity, followed by a short break, and then she's gonna lead a unique activity involving that special item we ask you to have nearby today. So I'll be telling you a little bit about Cynthia, but first what we usually do is have each person introduce themselves and give your 15 seconds of fame uh, mini bio. So I'll say your first name, but then you say your first and last name. So starting with Chris. Hi, I'm Chris, and I participate in uh, Britannia uh, Community Center in the seniors in the seniors group there, and I'm part of Quirky Queer Imaging and Writing Collective for Elders. I had to think there for a minute. Okay, uh, Leslie. Yes, I'm Leslie Hebert. I live in New Westminster and I'm an ESL teacher. I teach online and also a writer. I write uh, flash fiction, poetry. I'm working on a travel memoir of a trip I took to Japan a few years back. That's me. Okay. Uh, Neil? Yo, uh, my name is Neil. Um, I have a book by the name of from the other side, which is about to be republished because there's I've added some more poems uh, to it and uh, edited one of the short stories. And so I also want to introduce the fact that I've been doing tarot and uh, I'm available to do readings for donation. Uh, I have a suggested price, but we can talk if you're ever interested. I do absolutely amazing tarot readings. <laughs> okay. Uh, Judith? Hi, I'm Judith Rainey, and I'm a um, member of 411 Senior Center and also uh, associated with uh, the South Granville Senior Center. I don't have any claims to fame that I'm comfortable Sure. Wonderful. Joel? I'm uh, Joel Flynn, uh, one of the co-founders of Podstream Studios with Luke. And uh, I've been on a few of these calls, but I've been away for a little bit. But uh, back to get back into the scream of things. So uh, I like the scream. <laughs> <laughs> 
And uh, just uh, moments ago, got uh, I also sing in a band, and we just got an outdoor gig at one of the outdoor um, temporary plazas here on Camby Street. So just trying to put that together. So it'll be nice to play outdoors with an outdoor audience in, in a public space again. So things are moving. Hey, sounds promising. Pat. Hi, I'm Pat, and I live in East Van. And I'm a member of Quirky, the, with the same one that Chris is involved in. And uh, <clears throat> I've been producing concerts and different kinds of events for the past 30-something years. It's uh, slowed down because I'm slowing down, but and also because of COVID. Um, and uh, yeah, I've been a political activist and feminist and a lesbian for a lot of years. And uh, that's about it, yeah. Hey, Luke. Yeah, I'm Luke. I live in East Van. I'm the token millennial of the group here, and uh, <laughs> good to see everyone. He is Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and now it's my great pleasure to introduce Cynthia. Cynthia Sharp is a full member of the League of Canadian Poets, as well as the Writers' Union of Canada, the city of Richmond, BC's writer-in-residence. Her work has been published and broadcast internationally in journals such as CV2, Friday's Poems, Haiku Journal, and Lantern Magazine. Her work is used in classrooms in Canada, the US, and the UK. After studying creative writing at York University, she moved to the West Coast, where she loves to write surrounded by rainforest and flowers that she also takes pictures of. And uh, she's uh, pursuing her MFA now at Goddard College as a low residency program person in Washington State. And here she is today to wind us up with intentionality and creativity. I thought what we'd do today is um, just think, we're gonna think about our object, we're gonna write about our object later with intentionality, but I'm thinking we've been living in these times that um, for a long at first people always wanted to focus on what was in the news and all the depressing things. And I felt like we were, people were just being expected to tell all their sorrow. And I thought, well, I wanna change. I wanna start writing about what, what I'm grateful for. Um, while I'm in isolation, I wanna use this time to enjoy all the beauty around me. And I thought of um, that line from Anne Frank's um, journal where she said, think of all the beauty still left around you and be happy. I thought if she can do that in her circumstances, I certainly can in Canada, <laughs> you know, in Vancouver where we have a roof over our head and food and we're doing well. So um, this is a poem I wrote. I took part in a play, it's a four minute poem, so I won't go on forever and ever. Um, I took part in a play where a whole lot of us from across North America wrote about a four minute monologue of um, our experience of being alone and together um, during these times. And so this is mine and I'm really grateful. I'm intentionally learning to slow down and appreciate everything that's around me, the birds and the trees. And so I'm really grateful for how that shifted my perspective. So this is um, my piece I called Alone and Together. I open to sky, clouds and blue summer, yield to the peace of lying still. Back eases into alignment. Injuries subside. This life I wish I'd shared with you. 
I surrender to solitude, creation and writing, focus, lying in wildflowers like I did in my 20s, wishing you were with me, that we hadn't been cut apart. It's the kind of July day when mellow music drifts in windows over neighbors watering lawns. You could almost forget there's a pandemic, a break from forest fires, water shortages and heat waves. For a few days or weeks, an almost normalcy, if I weren't inside without real human contact. The sounds of peace open time, ducks, quiet, trees and wind, watering, gardening, reading, being, the sounds of uninterrupted leisure, of choice. I keep going back to the window, a calm, safe life beyond these walls, mild adventure, being, connection. I dance mostly in the bedroom, dreams that are plays, Existence a learning curve, starting and ending on gratitude. That moment when the sky cools, I look to the sunscape, the glass jars on the counter, create on the wall, each one unique, catching the light in its own way. The black cherry jar, a mirage of diamonds, now a hummingbird angel. It's one of those days when the clouds have broken up into millions, an explosion of atoms into universe, and we lay orange flowers on lawns, a tribute to the heroes on front lines. I ask myself, who do I want to share this time with? And answer, joyful theater people, joyful writers, those who appreciate the beauty of existence. I wonder what to do with my perfectly restored meditative energy. Five hour meditation, perfect for my back. Rest, 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 then yoga. The relief of accomplishment, an explosion of bright color. Living spirit, oxygen release like worlds bursting forth. My breath assails, propelling me along an ocean. Let this time of peace be longer. What to do with my perfectly restored being? Learning to keep wellness for health and service, to let go. I forget everything else I had wanted to say. Just gratitude for real community and purpose. A purpose beyond the pandemic. Not because there's anything more than this life, but because I value a culture of meaning and kindness. Just being in the world, you've all taught me so much about self-acceptance and love. Stretching like July trees, realizing we've grown. The lightness of free time, voices cycling past windows in summer evening, the signal of permission, children's calls, the freedom of not having to be anywhere, the return of time. We're all ordinary these days, 
And there's something beautiful in that. A regular unstyled hair and cells. A seed, bow, stay home, stay safe. Let the eagles carry our dreams. So that was my poem. Although all of you on here are styled beautifully. Everybody's got their hair done even during COVID. But um, that was just my sort of way of realizing I have so much and I love the opportunity to slow down and just do chair yoga and just be at home and just lie down and just breathe. So what we're gonna do is I'm asking Charlotte, is it time for us to stand up and do that? Or it's just... Well, maybe we can see if anyone has a, anyone has any, what we call riff, respectful, oh, interesting, yeah. inspiring, friendly feedback. Mm -hmm. uh, if you do, you could just raise your hand. We have people muted just so background sounds don't come up. Leslie? Uh, yes, I, I love the idea of slowing down. And this, I think I can share with you is something that I've got out of the lockdown. Um, more time for creativity, um, less time for sort of extraneous things that really aren't important. Um, focusing on what's important, I think. So it was, yeah, it was a great reminder of the importance of appreciating what's around us. So thank you. To hear from everyone about some of their intentionality during this time. So I think exactly like what Leslie said, we, we let go of the things that didn't, never really fit in our lives and realize that our energy can go to what we choose now. And there's so many talented people in this room. I mean, all of you. Who else has noticed the shift in intentionality during these times? Or what else have you worked on that's brought you some, some peace during this time? Um, the, I've been doing uh, these courtyard music things in my backyard just to try and find some way to keep music going because everything's been shut down. And so that's been a nice way to focus things every week with some sort of regularity that, okay, there's something going on this weekend. Got to make sure you have a look at these songs or whatever it is and try to get people organized. So that's been a nice uh, unexpected routine that's popped up in the last month in a bit, I should say now, a month and a bit. Must be nice for the neighbors too to get free concerts. <laughs> yeah, they like it. They keep asking for more. So uh, we keep doing it. Wonderful. Is there another? Yeah, I'd like to just, uh, Cynthia, Cynthia uh, thank you for, I, I, I love the idea of appreciating whatever. It's, uh, I, I'm, I'm retired, so the thing I miss is the, the poetry venues. And, uh, but other than that, my life hasn't changed hardly at all. Um, but, uh, but the idea that of being grateful for the moment, um, I recently, uh, uh, for Charlotte, I, th I did the poem that about a step. It's just one step, one step, one step. We never take more than one step at a time, no matter how far we go. Uh, and so I shared the poem about that. Uh, but 
But the idea of being grateful for the one step, it's just for the one day, for the one moment. And thank you for reminding me. I love that one step because every step is our life and we deserve to enjoy it and we deserve to be open to all the beauty in it. Anyone else want to speak? I think, um, for me, uh, I, I've been reading more and I'm really enjoying and I can't, I always love opening up the book that I put down the night before and before I go to bed, before I go to sleep, that is anyway, and read some more. And uh, I belong to two different book clubs too. And we've been, well, we actually met in person in our, someone's backyard. So that was neat. And, um, or else we were on Zoom. And one of, one of the, the books that we're reading and that I'm uh, part of is it's um, um, my grandmother's hands and it's all about us learning more about anti-racism and uh, that's been a, that's been a good good experience too so that and just sort of observing people on commercial drive where I've lived for many years it's an interesting place to be and um, appreciating the neighborhood I live in and that I've got a roof over my head I live in a housing co-op and I feel very fortunate I've got a nice place. I overlook Grouse Mountain and uh, yeah. I used to teach at Britannia and I love that community so much. I used to live at 8th and Commercial. Oh yeah, I live at 5th and Commercial. Nice, what yeah. a beautiful community to be part yeah. of. And Britannia is, is such a special place. I think it really does so much for the community. Uh, I mean, I know other community centers do, but I really think that they, this is their commitment and their vision. And the way it's designed, like I love the way it was designed so that the seniors drop off the elementary school kids and can have a copy at the senior center. I used to teach high school. Then we all share the library with the community and all the, yeah. both schools. I just thought it was a perfect model for families to be able to have one stop for everything. Well, there's, and there's big um, changes happening. You know, there's a plan to redo it and, um, a lot of issues and a lot of discussion going on. So it'll, it'll look different, but hopefully as supportive of the communities it serves, you know, in the, in the time to come. Yeah. Well, I've been experiencing community in a different way because the beginning I was so lonely because I would every three or four, well, four weeks or six weeks, I would go to LA and I had people I did with poetry with and then you know, poetry on Sundays. And so I really miss the community of, you know, sharing poetry and creative things with people. But learning to build community through, uh, through Zoom has been really interesting because, you know, I, when I first heard of Zoom, I was really negative toward it. But, you know, I, I, I see other people in the neighborhood. <laughs> and so I'd say we enjoy neighborhood, you know, differently, have a different sense of neighborhood and kinship. Did anyone else want to share um, something intentional that came up for them? Um, something good that's happened while they've been at home more? Um, I, I guess for me, um, because I've, I've actually been self-quarantined for probably close to six months, but more recently now not, I'm going out. So I, one of the things that I've had to uh, learn and be grateful for is 
to accept help from other people. Um, that it's very, uh, for somebody who's been active, very active, active in the community for many, many years, have been very uh, independent all my life. Um, and then suddenly to be in this position where, what, I can't go to the store and buy my groceries? And somebody else has to do that for me and bring them to my house? Um, so, so part of my intentionality has been about being able to let go of some of those things and also learning to be to accept with with gratitude um, other people doing these things instead of being um, resentful that I can't go out and 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 do these things. Um, so I guess that for me has been part of my big learning, um, and and being grateful to people who have done who have done so many things for me in the course of the last five months, including Pat down there in the corner. <laughs> That's oh, so I'm, here. I'm up at the top on my screen. Okay. Oh. <laughs> such a gift, such a gift to the people healthy. My friend Wendy's going through that right now. Like we used, we used to be the ones who took care of other people in the building. And now um, people are going out for groceries for her, but she thought, well, we used to love doing things for Roly, our neighbor. And now, now it's about letting people have joy in, in the task of helping. Like, I mean, honoring their, like giving thanks and gratitude to them. That means so much to the people helping. But yeah, what an incredible shift and what an incredible thing to do to be able to let go and let other people get to her. Well, speaking of shifting, we've been talking about with all this sitting and zooming, it's easy for certain muscles to get twinges. So today we are introducing a, a movement. So Cynthia's going to tell you about the movement we'll do. So Rafi is going to stand up and get our blood flowing, or, or like do whatever's comfortable for you, um, and you don't have to do anything. But um, we were just finding that um, after the last event, Charlotte and I were talking about how. Um, you know, we're, our legs are getting numb from all this sitting. <laughs> so some of, us, some of us might want to stand up and stretch and just a little bird flying or sit down and move your arms, be, like do whatever's comfortable, but we might, if you can, move your arms up. I'm not a yoga teacher or anything, I'm a writer. <laughs> I've just taken a few little classes from my high school friend who gets me on Zoom and gets me to do stuff. So just gonna get our arms and legs to move a bit. It doesn't matter how it looks because no one can see you, so you're probably going to turn around. You can, if you can, do a little twirl around. Just, and we're not going to look at it. We're not looking at each other. We're just having fun. It's not pretty. It's just practical. <laughs> yeah, we just want to gently move around a little bit because actually that gets the oxygen into your brain and you can actually write better. And also it just, it's good for your heart and everything. So we're just gonna be eagles if we want to be. We're just gonna fly around like the eagles for a couple minutes. We might do a few little ballet moves. Those who want to, we can do a ballet move. Put our hands above our head, slow down. Take a look at your beautiful home that you get to be in. And 
Oh, there was a kink. <laughs> might be about done. Yeah. Well, it's a good stretch there. We can also do a few quick stretches that are good for if you're typing a lot. Um, these were shown for my physiotherapist because I sit too much and type too much. <laughs> so um, you can um, just do a stretch like this. And we just hold that for about 15 seconds. Although I always, I don't think I ever last 15. I always put a little bit early. Uh, I'm not looking at any kind of clock or anything. I'm just doing it. Um, and there's two more. There's one like this. These are supposed to help your typing muscles mm. so that they get to go the other way. And Luke's got some great moves there, our tech guy. So <laughs> I don't know if you can see him. I bet he knows the millennial edge. <laughs> There's another one. Oh, tapping too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, tapping. Really good. This is just our moment to like stand up. I find I always write better after I take a walk. Sorry, this isn't like, like I'm not trying to. I don't know. I was told years ago that that sort of tapping all over your body is called do in, D O hyphen I N. I don't know if it is. But it was a, a, a yoga teacher who, who, that's how she started off her classes all the time. It really does stimulate the body. Yeah, In the Chinese uh, Qigong, uh, the, the, that tapping is, is uh, typically a Chinese move for Qigong. Okay. One of our um, Fed members, Taylor Daniel, um, led a yoga workshop on yoga for writers too, where she said just, yeah, a little bit of of this and that yoga doesn't have to be hard it doesn't have to be an injury type thing um there we go so we just shake it out do a little one more minute of moving however you want and then um we'll go on to get our objects and do some writing feels good yeah you can feel your happy but happily circulating <laughs> One of the things I'm really enjoying these days is dancing in my house. And I, I know the neighbors can probably see, but like, you know, it's actually quite fun. As long as you're partially closed, they would have no complaints. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just it's sort of funny because we don't go over and introduce ourselves to new people moving in anymore. I thought I'd love to go over and bring them books, but we always wave to each it's a different, It's a different way of connecting now. We wave. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if you can tell by the background, but I'm deep in the closet here, so my movement is restricted. Yeah, like, yeah, don't knock over, over all your closet. That's interesting. <laughs> okay, so we just wanted to get our blood flowing. I find I do my best poetry when I take a walk first and then um, come in and everything's, yeah, and other writers are nodding. Every, everything's just flowing and the ideas come. Actually, I, I um, was at Betsy Warland. She's a really great... Um, Vancouver writer. She did an online launch and she was talking about how for these past few months um, to get her latest book done about Lost Lagoon, she would just go for a walk in Stanley Park and she started noticing how people, fewer people are on cell phones now and everyone's kind of connected more with nature and each other. And she got me thinking about intentionality because she talked about how that came out in her writing now, how there's more intentionality, how she let go of some other extraneous things, just like um, was mentioned, just like Leslie mentioned, I think, or sorry, I forgot, like people are mentioning letting go of extraneous things, but um, she said like going out for a walk before doing the writing and then letting the writing be whatever it is. Um, 
I'm going to go back over to Charlotte and see um, what our next step should be here. Oh, the little object. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we're going to get, so we're going to get your object. And so I know some people are writers and you can do a poem out of this, but you also don't have to make it a poem. It can just be something we're doing to enjoy the day. So we're going to get our little object from home. I've got my um, sand dollar. I know, oh, I get to see the ones now. I think Leslie didn't get to show me one. Good, I think Chris has one there. Cool. I, I have, my objects were all things hanging on my wall, some pictures which I love. So I, it would be hard to take them down, but. Uh, oh yeah, you can, you don't, yeah, you can just look at them. <laughs> yeah. If, there, if, if anything I say, if you have a better way of doing it, feel free to do it the better way. <laughs> well, if we're going around and speaking, I can just walk around with my, my laptop and the, show you. That's awesome. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to start by just, we're going we're gonna to share after. First, we're going to just make some notes. So we're just going to do a little bit of sensory writing. And we're just going to make some notes about the object and then um, probably turn it into a three-line poem. It can be longer, it doesn't have to be though. It can be as short as three little lines about your object. Um, but what we'll do to start is um, just um, note like what it feels, and of course we need use our good judgment, right? Um, but we'll note what it feels like, what it looks like, um, if it has a sound. I kind of knew what the exercise was, so I got to cheat a bit. I got something that looks, has a look and it has a sound, it rattles inside. Um, we'll see. So what it looks like, what it feels like, what it might sound like, what it smells like, if it's got a scent that, you know, if someone's got sweet grass or, um, and if for some reason someone has food, what it tastes like. But sometimes things have a certain scent that smells like home. Um, sometimes, you know, it might, it might smell like, um, you know, my grandma's vanilla perfume or it might smell like cinnamon. It might have a scent of a home that meant something to you. And so we're just gonna take a few minutes to jot down some notes about your object. And then we're going to write about three lines and it can definitely be longer, but if three lines is all you wanna do, that's okay too. The first two lines of the first part will just be um, the notes that you've written down. And then the last line will be what, it, what the object means to you or the hidden meaning in the object. I always hate stopping people when their pens are flowing. <laughs> um, but I'm... Um, Let the teacher and you come out and say, class. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to read, yeah, I'm trying to just guess how many people are done, how many people are still writing. Um, I think it's okay. Is it okay if we start to share? Yeah, I was actually just rewriting. I finished a long time ago. Okay. Yeah, I kind of noticed you were on another role. <laughs> yeah. I hate, like, I hate interrupting people. My, as a writer, I hate being interrupted when it's going well. But I also love to get to share. <laughs> yeah. so. It's just that my first write, I made a few changes, and it was kind of illegible. So, yeah, but as I rewrote, I actually changed it again. <laughs> That's so cool. And of course, this isn't about having a polished piece. It's a beginning point. So mm -hmm. why don't we go around and see what came up for people? Um, would anyone like to go first and share their object and what they wrote? So yeah, okay. 
Yeah, okay, so this is a letter opener that my parents kept on the mantelpiece when I was a child. And I always thought it was very cool because it's just like a total, it's so detailed. Look at the, you know, it's just like this perfect little sword, right? Okay. So here's my description. It's not really a poem. It's more of a, a prose thing, but that's okay. It was meant yeah. to just be a description, but all of a sudden yeah. there's all these writers in here. Yeah. Okay. The black scabbard sits smooth in my hand. I feel the engraved texture of the golden hilt as the, as, as the metallic scent wafts upward. I withdraw the miniature sword from its scabbard. The silver blade glints in the light as I remember home. I remember father reaching behind the old clock on the mantelpiece to retrieve this old letter opener. He drew the sword like a swashbuckling pirate to slice open the piles of envelopes delivered in the mail. He spilled their inner guts as if he wanted to murder the bills within. Wow. I love how you go from this beautiful object to actually giving us a picture of your father, the way you remember him as a child, and we get to see who he was. Yeah. Beautiful. And it was a real routine, you know, the bills came in, that was the routine. We got the sword, right? We sliced open the envelopes. Yeah, just every day, I remember that. Now we have email. <laughs> it's not quite the same. Does anyone else have any comment for Leslie that's something that stood out in that piece? There's so much in it, it's so rich. Or we can all... Okay, and we all we can all go around because I'm also okay. Let's go. Who wants to go next then and share? I'm gonna call on someone if they don't. I might call on. Why don't I call on Neil? Cause he told me to be a teacher. <laughs> I'm gonna call on Neil. Yes, yes. Well, uh, this 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 is Bunny. I won Bunny in a poetry contest a uh, few years ago, and. Uh, uh, he sits beside my computer, actually sits beside my keyboard, and I made notice of it. So, Bunny is my muse. Patiently listens to my thoughts. Accepts my insanity talking to a stuffed toy. Always there to accept my love. Always there to accept my feelings always there sitting beside my keyboard to remind me that I am loved, if only by a stuffed toy. I love that. I love the irony and the humor and the truth of it all. And that you won it in a poetry contest, which says so much about you. Well, I wasn't disappointed when I, when I when I got him, and I know Bunny the Bear, Bunny, he likes the name Bunny. I tell you, and and you know the the insanity of this experience that we call life is all an illusion. Anyway, I understand, and so. I can make a stuffed toy, a little bear that's three and a half inches tall. I can make him into a, 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 somebody asked me recently, I was doing a tarot reading and my, my, my 
I keep my tarot cards, I keep them wrapped up. The, the, it, 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 and, and, and I was asked, are they, are they sacred? And I said, you know, we can make anything sacred. What we have to do is appreciate its true value. And I think that's why I do, it's not me who does the reading, it's the cards and the, the and, I, and I think it's because I hold these cards in high esteem. I hold them in their sacredness. So I have a bear and his name is Bunny. I love that I wisdom. I think that's his sense of humor is that he calls himself Bunny. Anyway. I love that sense of wisdom that we can make anything sacred because that's kind of what we're doing. We're allowing these objects to evoke um, evoke something from inside of us, this, whatever we choose. We evoke the spirit, the spirit of, of the idea. Neil, what what uh, what deck do you use of the tarot? Uh, Handel. Okay. Uh, the German uh, the, the German painter who did it, and uh, uh, I'm amazed the, the 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 honesty of it. Uh, right. Uh, I started doing just recently. I've started doing one card every morning. Right. And <laughs> I find the reading is so applicable to the day. <laughs> which which comes first? I don't know. The day or the card? <laughs> Let's go down. Why don't we move over to Chris, if you don't mind being called on? And if you want to share something that came up in Oh, and I think you have to unmute. We can't hear you yet. Perfect. Okay. 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 So this is, this is my object and this is what I've written. Pink and white, the color of roads in the spring as the blossoms fall. Grubby from all the love that was always there. She, she holds your presence as I hold you, grateful for a lifetime together. How incredible that you came up with so much from that object. And the road, the way you gave us the image of the road in cherry tree season, like that. Wow. That one gives I don't, you. No, I don't quite know where it came from, but anyway, there it is. Amazing. I'm always amazed when a short, a short piece of writing can say so much. And you did something really similar to what Leslie did to you. Start with the object, and then you give us a relationship out of it. Mm. It's such a treat to get to hear. Thank you. Does anyone else have any for Chris? I'll okay. share mine. Okay, well, one to Charlotte. And this is my 
little camera that I haven't used since December. My little 4K camera, so unused for a season, opens with a open says me, doo -doo. my wish is its command. Feels like a toy, but able to buoy my personal explorations or fulfill others' aspirations. Locked in this nine by three inch rectangle is a ticket to realizing dreams. Wow, these are all so fantastic. I'm so impressed that everyone, you're such a good sport to put your most into this in such a short time frame and share it. Because I know I always love to have lots and lots and lots of time to write and it's hard to do something quickly on the spot. And yet everyone's done something incredible. Um, it's amazing, Charlotte, like the dream you take us on with that. And, and also like it's both heartache and memories. Heartache of not being able to do it now, but all the memories and all the possibility of it's coming again. Um, let's go down and hear what Pat, Pat wrote. She wants. Okay, I, I'm, I'll read what I had and as I said, it was mainly the pictures on my wall, so it isn't one thing, but I can do a short walk around after yeah. I read. Let us see. Mainly I'm just doing a description, not a poem as such, but. It was only supposed to be a description, but then people have mentioned that they're writers, <laughs> so they're allowed to do more. Okay. Photos on my wall bring joy and memories of family and friends in days gone by. I sit here and look at the painting of Nelson, Heather Bishop's grandmother, which is a title of one of her songs. My daughter and son as young, as young kids. Life, life, life. Nice. A beautiful ending. Wow. And I love I'll see if I can, I'll, yeah. you tell me if, if you can see this, I don't know. This picture up here. Yeah, we can see that, oh, isn't that gorgeous? That's, mm. a, that's a painting of um, Nelson and it looks like it's looking down over the bridge that, you know, that goes out of Nelson to the north. And um, it was painted by someone in Nelson as a fundraiser for Syrian refugees. And my son who lives in Nelson gave it to me for a present. So that and here is a I don't know if you know Heather Bishop, but she's a she's a well known or in my world anyway uh, singer songwriter oh. at the Order of Canada. Yeah. And this is a picture of her here. This is a picture of her grandmother. Go up. Yeah. Can I'll you see it? Oh, yeah. Nice. Wow. And. Uh, and on one of her many albums, she's got a song, a grandmother's song, which is on that album. So, yeah. What a wealth of pictures and memories and incredibleness you're surrounded by. Yeah. And I love how you go life, life, life. I feel like that line just gets inside us and reminds us yeah. to live. There's something to be said for getting to appreciate all the beauty you have in your home. Well, and getting it's, to interact it's with it. that out because... Um, you know, to just stop and appreciate that, you know, what I have. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So let's move on to Joel, if you have something to share about what you wrote. Am I on mute? No? You can hear me, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so it's funny. Uh, this is my object. This is uh, an OtterBox iPhone case. 
that no longer has the iPhone in it, as you can see. And uh, funny enough, I literally just lost it moments ago. I'm like, what did I do with my object? Okay, but that's poetically on point, because you see, <laughs> and Luke could back me up on this if he were here, but uh, uh, last week I lost my wallet down by the senior center somewhere on uh, Main Street there. So it's gone, it's long gone. <clears throat> and uh, because of that, uh, this, this case here used to contain a couple of my cards anyway. And, uh, and I realized I was gonna have to get a new one because this thing is, as I wrote down, it's worn down, it needs replacing. Uh, it's held together literally by some glue and tape at this point, uh, but it does have form and it does have a function about it. Uh, and it's not really valuable without its accompanying other piece, which is the iPhone. So there's some interesting sort of uh, uh, existential questions involved in that, right? So kind of like, kind of how I feel. Worn down, needs replacing, <laughs> held together by glue and tape. Uh, I do have some form, uh, sometimes functional, and uh, you know, I don't know if I'm as valuable without the people around me. So, uh, so there's a bit of that uh, overlap there. Um, and anyway, the meaning I took out of it was it's time to move on and move forward. Can't hold on to things from the past. Um, and uh, the only reason I still have it is because I know somewhere it said something about a lifetime guarantee, uh, which is an illusion <laughs> because there isn't a lifetime guarantee on anything. Uh, there's always conditions and, and considerations that have to go into it. So, uh, um, so anyway, will there be a lifetime guarantee? We will see. Uh, can all of these things, so I'm gonna throw it away. I'm gonna lose it officially at some point after this uh, little question. Uh, oh yeah, and then the other thing about it, going back to the lost wallet, which happened to trigger this whole thing of replacing it with something else, um, was that the night before I lost my wallet, I had actually stopped to empty it out and to see what was inside it and what I needed to like, you know, this is, I can just throw this out. This card's no good anymore. And that was the night before, literally the night before, I ended up losing it the next day when I pulled my mask out of my pocket and my wallet came out with it and I didn't hear it fall and away it went. Now, the, uh, the thing about that was because I cleaned it out the night before, the only thing that I really actually uh, I'm sad about losing was this little list of songs uh, that my dad had in his wallet when he passed away and my mom gave me his wallet. And, and I went through it and there's this little list of songs that he would sing on karaoke, all this sort of classic Dean Martin and George Strait and Johnny Cash songs and things like that. So I'm sad to have lost that, but had I not checked in my wallet, it had been in there for quite some time and I probably would have not even remembered that it was there. And, uh, and so I did have that one moment with it, with that list of songs to actually let it go and, uh, and, and remember some of the songs that are on there, but that's my dad's list and I need to create my own list out of, uh, out of how I move forward. And I don't need to hold on to pieces of paper if they have that resonance in my, in my head for uh, doing something constructive. So there's my story out of, out of this really little thing. Like totally gives me goosebumps. Like what intentionality of, of learning that you don't need the objects, you have, you have the love inside you. That's right. I mean, that's how, part of how I shared this too. Um, my grandma was gonna leave me her wedding ring and then someone else took it, but I realized I don't need the ring because I have her, the memories and her love and I have that forever. And I don't even need the object after, it's what the object represents. Yeah. Okay. 
And well, thanks for making me do that because that, uh, <laughs> oh, that I can just fantastic. throw that thing out and not care about it anymore. They all are, but I'm just so in awe of everyone um, getting right into intentionality and purpose and what you really, bringing out what's really inside you, the love and the memories and what matters. I'm going to go over to Judith. And see what you have. Uh, hi. I chose this rock and it's a rock i like to find something when i go out for my walks that mm, is grabs me in some way and so on this walk um i found this particular rock i can't remember where the walk was but the rock itself is worn quartz uh, and it fits nicely in the palm of my hand or I can hand hold it in my fingers and there's a nice little depression in it that I can rub smoothly so when I first started out holding it it was cold but with wearing it rubbing it it becomes warm and what I use this walk was on my walks for was to um, self-soothe because a lot of times I would be very um, agitated or upset and I found it very calming. So this was in, you know, in the last few years we've gotten worry beads or whatever but this is my worry bead and i found it in the environment and it uh, suits me very well and so what i do have done with it is i have a little recitation may you be safe from inner and outer harm may you be happy may you be well and may you live with peace so beautiful wow so i want to borrow that idea and learn to um just have gratitude and gratefulness when i'm self-soothing when i'm walking people start coming up too close to have that to touch and be grateful I love the words and what you've done with it. What an incredible thing to have done. And what an incredible example of how to live, how to practice our intentionality. I, I like to find something on my walks. I don't always carry the rock, or, but I find something in my environment that is really pleasant and gives me happiness. On um, one walk, I found a tree that had died but it was being a, a, a flicker a woodpecker was reconstituting it and it was turning it into its home and so I pass by the tree quite frequently and check on the woodpecker and it's you know I have my little points along on my walks that are very nurturing and very uh, satisfying 
thank you so much for that. I'm really taking a lesson there because much as I like to practice intentionality and do poetry readings, I sometimes go for walks and think, oh, you know, all these people are bugging me. <laughs> well, I could just have something in my pocket and recite something beautiful and keep walking because I get to live in this beautiful place. Wow. So thank you to everyone. I don't think we missed anyone. I think everyone's read, eh? Yes. I'm always, I, everybody I can see, I think, has read. <laughs> um, okay, so I thought I would leave everyone with one last um, poem that's a writing, it's a prompt to start with that you can take into your day with you. And it's called Remembrance. When you look at your palms, what stories do they hold? What spirits have you loved? What words, sorry, what work have you done? What have your hands built? What children have they held? Have they washed dishes, served coffee, poured tea, painted pictures, cleaned the containers, wiped the room down? Have they soothingly filtered sand or tenderly touched smooth ocean-washed stones by the sea? What strength is in your fingertips? Did they lightly brush the hair from a child's eyes? Press gently into the strings of a guitar. Caress your partner's skin. What stories are in your hands? That's it. So I didn't have my glasses on. It was actually press deeply into the strings of a guitar and gently caress your partner's skin. Mm. So that's my last thoughts to leave you with. Thank you so much for indulging me and in, in sharing and doing this exercise with us. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming and spending your afternoon with us and giving us examples and an opportunity to do intentional poetry and an intentional activity and think differently, maybe about some of the things that are on or in Joel's case, leaving our <laughs> possession. Uh, some of the places that you can be in contact with uh, Cynthia, uh, it's first the HTTPS, but then Zen of Poetry that wordpress.com. Uh, she has another site, which is Cynthia's Poetry Corner blogspot.com. And uh, you can find her books. She has an Amazon spot, which is www.amazon.com backslash Cynthia. So Cynthia will be perhaps sharing with us at other times. As I've announced in previous weeks, we are going to be participating in Canada Culture Days. We are going to be doing some spin-offs from the podcast where some will just be stories or stories and poems. So as you think about things that you might have shared or things that you're writing, uh, let me know because we will be doing September recording these things and participating. Uh, something else that used to always be a part of Canada Culture Days was the World, uh, World Vancouver, Word Vancouver link. And uh, we'll put that in an email to you so that you can see ways that other groups are going virtual. Virtual with, a, uh, instead of Canada Culture Days being three days like it was in the past, it will be from September 25th through October 25th. Our big day of celebrating and rolling out or sharing a lot of our work, it's October 1st, International Seniors Day. But because we're participating in Canada Culture Days, we'll also have some attention to our uh, podcast and to our special 
uh, spin-off sections on the 25th when Canada Culture Days begin. So thank you each of you for joining us today, being the people in our neighborhood. And I will uh, bid you adieu until next Tuesday at one. I mean, sorry, next Thursday at one. On Tuesdays, we have uh, a clinic, a, a drop-in where people troubleshoot problems that they may be having with Zoom or work through recording. It's also going to be day after this week where we will record some of those special segments. So people like Chris, who's got stories, Pat, who's got stories, other people in Quirky who had stories that they want to share, let me know because we will be looking at recording some of those special segments on, on Tuesdays. So thank you again, Cynthia, and we will see each other again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Charlotte. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was wonderful. Thank you, Cynthia. Thank you.